wealth and God's purpose for wealth. We all know that God is a wealthy God and that his children are to be rich and blessed just like he is in order to serve him and to do what he wants for them to do. Money is required. Let's look at Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 18. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant. So Abraham was called by God into a covenant. The first covenant we call it, the Abrahamic covenant. God said that I'm going to make you a father of nations. He said it to Abraham when Abraham had no children. Sarah and Abraham they had no children, yet God spoke this. And Abraham believed this, received it into his heart. And after many trials and tribulations and many years, 25 years, he became the proud father, him and Sarah, of Isaac. A supernatural occurrence. This covenant with God resulted in Abraham and Sarah being able to give birth to a child. Sarah was able to conceive and give birth at the age of 99 years old. Abraham was 100 years old. Then God said that he would bless Abraham. What well, he said before that he would bless him. And he proved over and over he, how he blessed him. He multiplied his cattle. He multiplied everything that he had. First, he was, when he came to children, he was so poor. He had no children, but God gave him Isaac. God gave him Ishmael also, although there was outside. It was the permissive will of God. And God multiplied the seed of Abraham, known as the Jewish people, the Jewish nation, the nation of Israel. And we know how God blessed them and how God still is blessing the seed of Abraham. The purpose for this blessing was so that they could establish, they could have a voice, they could establish this covenant, the first covenant, a covenant with God, between God and Abram at the time, later known as Abraham. Uh, God added his hay into Abram, he became Abraham. The Jewish faith and the descendants of Abraham were the natural Jews or reformed Jews. In their tradition, in their culture, it's not that hard to believe that they are to prosper and to have wealth. That is not a big stumbling block. Now in the Christian faith, from the beginning, all the Christians were of Jewish descent, starting with Jesus, <laughs> and then the 120 in the upper room. And then, of course, other Jews received the gospel of the kingdom, they were born again, and there were 3,000 saved, and there were 5,000 saved, and they multiplied, and they grew. And then there were heathen, that is to say, other nations besides the nation of Israel were added to the church. They are translated in the King James Version as heathen nations, or as the heathens. But it should really be the nations. Ethnos is the Greek word. That is, other ethnos, we, we talk about ethnicities, other cultures, other nations were added to the early church. Yet they picked up on this doctrine of being blessed and that the blessing would be manifest not 
only in being born again or be having their sins forgiven, but they actually would also have enough money so that they could carry out the will of God. Jesus said himself in John 10, 10, he says, The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that ye might have life and that ye might have it more abundantly. So Jesus came to preach life, abundant life, spirit, soul, and body, spiritually, socially, physically, mentally, financially. God wants us to be blessed. He has blessed us. He has given us abundant life. And the blessing comes to us by faith. Many people, though, have, since that early church, gone astray. What happened was that the, the Catholic Church came into the picture and introduced the doctrine of poverty. That it was so wonderful to be poor, and in order to really get close to God, you should not have any earthly goods. Just give all, all your earthly goods to the Catholic Church. <laughs> and they had all this wealth, yet the followers had, were very poor. And then they also preached that sacrifice works. You do things in order to earn salvation. Nevertheless, Bible says in Ephesians 2, 8, it says, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not the works, lest any man shall boast. This mentality of earning and deserving salvation and deserving prosperity, or not deserving prosperity rather, and just sacrificing. This mentality has been in the church for years and has greatly hindered God's work. Jesus said in Matthew 6, 33, he says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Before that, he says, Don't worry about what you're going to eat. Don't worry about what you're going to wear. All these things will be added unto you as you seek the kingdom, as you seek the establishing of the kingdom in the earth. Establishing of the second covenant, the covenant in the blood of Jesus. We read in Deuteronomy 8, 18, that he may establish his covenant, talking about the first covenant. Now the purpose of having wealth is to establish the second covenant, the covenant in the blood of Jesus that was not only for the Jews, that is not only for the Jews, but is for all nations, not only for Israel, but for all nations, all peoples in the whole earth can receive salvation, can receive the covenant, enter into the covenant with the Father through the blood of Jesus and become the sons of God. Hallelujah. The purpose of God's perspective, this is the purpose for wealth. God is a wealth God. Now since man's fallen nature is selfish and he wants to collect and he wants to hoard up, many people have been offended by this message. But what does God say? He says in Luke 6, 38, Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shake it together, running over, shall man give into your bosom. For with the same measure that you meet with all shall be measured to you again. Give and it shall be given. God shows his love through us 
when we give. Whether we give money, or whether we give time, or whether we give opportunity, or whether we, whatever we give is the nature of God. The devil is a taker. He's a hoarder. But God is a giver and a blesser. And as we come before him in obedience, spirit, soul, and body, with everything that we have, all possessions, everything we have, or if we have nothing or very little, but we come before him and we give our lives to him and we give our possessions to him and we give him control, lordship, rulership, dominion over our existence. He asks us to be tithers. Malachi talks about it. It talks about it all over the Bible. God wants us to tithe into his storehouse. Why? For the purpose of establishing the covenant. For the purpose of prosperity so that we can be blessed. Because he said, prove me now, said the Lord, if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. See, God, he wants to give us more. He wants to bless us more. And the way he does it is by telling us what we need to do in order for him to be able to trigger that blessing and release that blessing into our lives so that he can be glorified. It's about establishing his covenant. It's about glorifying God, showing forth the nature of God, the giving nature of God. And this happens as we act in faith and give what God calls us to give. Now, God has called us to work. He wants us to work. He says that a man that does not work is worse than an infidel. He doesn't provide for his own. But he wants us to work for him in order to get seed to give. Now, 2 Corinthians 9.10, what does it say? But he that ministereth seed to the sower, that is the father that giveth seed to the giver, both minister bread for your food. In other words, he gives us provision to exist, to eat. It provides abundantly. And multiply your seed sown. See, after we sow the seed, it's multiplied back. And then it says, increase the fruits of your righteousness. Increase. Increase. This is God. Then we have the giving part. Then we have the receiving part. Then we have the multiplication of the seed sown. And then we have the multiplication of the kingdom of God. The fruits of our righteousness is other people coming to the faith of who Jesus is coming to the saving knowledge of this, the gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news of Jesus Christ, that he has come and by him coming, we can be saved and we can be united, reunited with the Father, all nations, not only the Jews. In this covenant, it's for all nations. This is God's thinking. This is God's method. This is God's purpose for wealth. It is the purpose for wealth in the earth is so that we, his children, can be abundantly blessed. So that we, his children, can abundantly bless the work of God, the local church, the evangelistic ministry, the apostolic ministry, the missionaries, the prophets, the evangelists, pastors and teachers, all the ministries, 
all the missionaries, all the people that are called by God, we show forth the glory of God. We are establishing the kingdom of God. We're building churches. We're buying TV stations. We're buying transportation, whatever we need. We are buying, we're starting uh, businesses to publish books and to print Bibles and to do everything needed. We can support people so that they can teach the Word of God, so that they can heal the sick, so they can minister to the afflicted. Yes, all these things cost money. And this is the reason that we need to have wealth. And God's purpose is and will is the establishing of His kingdom in the earth. The Bible says, Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. But God's way of doing it is the faith way of doing it. First, we have to know His Word. We have to know how He does it. He does it the opposite way of the Babylonian way. The Babylonian, the world way, the world system, is the opposite to the system of God, which is the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is a kingdom where you give to get, you sow to reap. Yes, the Bible even says in, in Mark 10.30, it says, He shall receive a hundredfold now in this time. And it lists all these different things, and it says, with persecutions. The devil will try to contest what God wants to do. But the Lord has called us to manifest what He has called us to do. The devil cannot stop. We resist the devil. James 4, 7. Submit yourself to the Word of God. Submit yourself to the covenant of God. Submit yourself to the kingdom of God. Resist the devil. Resist the world system. Resist the Babylonian system. Resist unbelief and fear. See, the world system, what is what does that say? It tells us to hoard up. It tells us to think selfishly and use people for our selfish purposes. But God's way is to give. As we give, we will be blessed. And God will give us ideas. He will show us how we can work more effect effectively, efficiently. He will give us business ideas, how we can cause the release of finance through business. He has called many, many businessmen to prosper greatly so that they can benefit not only them, but they can also benefit the kingdom of God. He has called, called ministers, he has called all kinds of people to be blessed so that the kingdom can be established. The abundant life has to flow through the body so the miserable, poor, afflicted world can see the glory of God and that we can have the means to do what is what it takes to establish this covenant. This new covenant in the blood of Jesus. A better covenant given to us on better promises. Why is it better? Because it's not only for the Jews, it's for all nations. And it's not through works anymore. It's by grace through faith. It's a faith covenant. And we receive the blessings of God by faith. We, when we have needs, we can come to the Father boldly, the Bible says in Hebrews 4.16. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. When we are faithful tithers, the tithe is an eternal covenant. 
not only with the Jews, but also with the New Testament church. And it's a connection to God's financial system. The tithe connects us to God as debt connects us to the devil. Debt makes us servants of the Babylonian system. Tithing makes us blessed children of the Most High God. And this is God's purpose. There is a great need for finances in the kingdom. And it will be released as the church has a revelation of this truth that God wants all His children. He wants... He wants for all of his children to be abundantly blessed. And he wishes above all things that we prosper and be in health, even as our soul prospereth, like this says in 3 John 2. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 8, 9, Though he, Jesus, was rich, yet for our sakes he became poor, that we through his poverty might be rich. In other words, he took the poverty when he came. On the cross, he took the poverty. He took this curse of poverty that the Bible talks about when he says that the one who breaks the covenant, he be cursed. But the one that fulfills the covenant of Abraham, he be blessed. Now when we fulfill the covenant, we are connected to Abraham by faith. We are of the seed of Abraham in Jesus. And we are blessed. We just have to know it and then we have to learn to be led by the Spirit and be faithful in our tithing, be faithful in our giving and walk in the Spirit and know that God wants us abundantly blessed, not just scraping it, not just barely making it. No, He wants us to have abundance. And that abundance comes as we obey Him, whether He has called us into business. He will make us successful in business. Or He has called us into the ministry. He makes us successful in the ministry. And He will provide abundantly. Or He has called you to be a teacher, school teacher, or university professor, or a musician, or opera singer, a homemaker, a, a, a wife, a mother, whatever He has called you to do. To the ministry of helps, whatever ministry has given you. You are to prosper. You are to be abundantly blessed because of your obedience. He gives His Spirit to those that obey Him. He gives His wealth to those that obey Him. God says, if you obey me, I will bless you. And then He says in Proverbs 10, 22, The blessing of the Lord is make it rich, and He addeth no sorrow with it. When God sends wealth, it doesn't come with a note of 30 years. It comes with blessing, with joy. It doesn't come with secret small print. It doesn't come with ties. You are not bound up to anybody. You are free. God gives it to you liberally. Now, the thing is, we have to understand that we have to prove ourselves faithful in little before He can put us over much. Now, when it comes to man, man doesn't want to prove himself faithful, the nature of man. But they want to have it right away. That's why they go and buy lottery tickets so they can win $100 million. And if you study all these people that have won the lottery, what happened to their lives? 
They bought all these cars, all these houses. They gave away all this money. Their lives were ruined. Their families fell apart. They were divorced. Many committed suicide. Why? Because they didn't know how to handle the wealth that was put in their hands. They had no training. This lie that the world believes, the answer to all my problems is great wealth. That is not true. A lot of money can destroy you, but a lot of money can also be used to help you, not only you, but it can be great blessing for you and your family, and it can, over, above all, can be great blessing for the kingdom of God, and it can be a great blessing for the gospel, the spreading of the gospel, for the spreading of this, this new covenant. Hallelujah! And this is what God wants. So we need to have a training. We need to have a training in the body of Christ. We have to train the believer to be faithful, to tithe and to give and to expect financial blessings in their work, whatever they do, there will be an increase and to prove themselves faithful over little so that they can be put over much. We see the guys with the talent, the ones that receive the talents, the one that had the most talents and did something with those talents, he received an increase of a hundred percent, twice as much. Now the one that had least, he was also the least grateful, didn't do anything with it, it was taken away from him. And it was given actually to the one that had the most. So he got more than a hundred percent increase of what he had sold, the way he used what God had given him. Now what God has put in your hand, whether it's five dollars or ten dollars, a hundred dollars or a million dollars or ten million dollars or a billion dollars, if you are a servant of God, you will give an account for this finances. And as you are deemed and judged faithful, the blessing will be increased and you will get twice as much, even in this life, the Bible says. Now when we all get to heaven at the end of all this and we enter into the new Jerusalem and we are judged according to what we have done with our lives and there will be no more need for financial exchange. But we will walk on streets of gold and we go through gates of pearl and everything be totally blessed. Then we cannot longer benefit from this message. This message is a temporal message. It's a message as long as there is time. Just as divine healing will be done away with because nobody will be sick in the New Jerusalem. And we will not have to teach anymore or preach the gospel. But we will teach on the greatness of God. And we will glorify God. And we will sing to Him and we will play to Him. And we will have a wonderful time. And we will do works for the Lord. But it will be no toil in it. It's just a pleasure. It's just a joy. But now in this earth we have need here. In this time we have need of this message. And we have need of revelation of this message. And we have need of finance. And we have need of increase. And we have need of great wealth in order for the kingdom of God to be established, in order for God to be glorified through His church, through His individual church members, as well as the body. And therefore, He has given us His word, and He has told us to remember Him, because it's He that gives us the power to get this wealth. 
in order that his covenant will be established. I pray that you will prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. This is the will of God for you. Be faithful in the little, and God will put you over much. Be a tither, be a giver. Believe the word of God, even when it comes to your financial life. And God will bless you abundantly, and he will be abundantly glorified through your life. This is Dr. Roddy Walksher. Until next time, may God richly bless you, is my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.